Breathing Space Fading Frontier includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. This episode contains drug use or abuse and implied animal abuse. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky and I'll die out in the black. When I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me It is said that Griela, the child-eating giantess, dwells somewhere deep in the frozen mountains, ever hungry for naughty children to put into her cooking pot. And who does she send to seek out little ones who misbehave? None other than her thirteen sons, the Yule Lads. And now, one of those charmingly mischievous Yule Lads can be your child's constant companion with the Look and Listen Lad from Yukon. I'm always watching. That's right, these adorable semi-autonomous robotic gnomes have a full suite of surveillance equipment to make sure your little ones are never truly alone. Don't know what to get your children for the holidays? The Look and Listen Lad is connected straight to Yukon servers and ready to deliver targeted advertising based on your child's inner desires, no matter how secret. I hear everything. In fact, don't be surprised if the Look and Listen Lad gives you and other adults in your household a look and listen as well. Hey, we can all use an extra pair of eyes and ears to make sure we're keeping it nice and not naughty. Grilla's always hungry. The Look and Listen Lab from Yukon. Be good for goodness sake. He'll make sure of it. Waystation Markets Employee Handbook, page 27. Holiday Celebrations. Waystation Markets strives to be an inclusive and welcoming environment for customers of all backgrounds. In order to refrain from appearing to prioritize any one culture or tradition, previously, it, it was official Waystation Markets policy 
that no holidays of any kind be acknowledged by Waystation Markets employees while in uniform. However, Waystation Markets understands the team-building, morale-boosting, and company-spirit-generating nature of non-denominational celebrations. To this end, the Waystation Markets non-denominational Terran Winter Holiday Celebration has been created. This holiday will be celebrated the first shipment day after holiday bonuses are released by payroll. As such, it may differ by store and shipment region. Stores will implement the holiday decoration plan at least three weeks prior to the Waystation Markets non-denominational Terran Winter Holiday Celebration, including displaying Nani and Dominic banners, dolls, and flashing holographic signage, indicating the 25% holiday discount available to employees. Note. Nani and Dominic are fictional siblings who function as the company's official office of holiday happiness and cheer, henceforth referred to as the O-H-H-C. Employees with numerous infractions such as Price of store 369 three, waive their discount eligibility. Waystation Markets employees are encouraged to give gifts to one another during the Waystation Markets non-denominational Terran Winter Holiday Celebration, especially if said gifts are official Waystation Markets merchandise or in-store essentials like better models of automatic vacuums or training course access codes, which can be ordered by submitting Request Form A-32 through the Waystation Markets employee portal. Employees are further encouraged to write wish memos to the O-H-H. C. Expressing their desire for certain gifts this season in a short note. Notes exceeding 500 characters will not be considered valid. When all memos have been received, Nani and Dominic will get to work fulfilling the best-budgeted requests, with Nani's managerial smarts and Dominic's anti-union tendencies representing the ideal Waystation Markets employee ecosystem. Please note that the current seasonal edition of the Waystation Markets employee polo shirt is an acceptable substitution for the standard Waystation Markets employee polo shirt in the three weeks prior to the Waystation Markets non-denominational Terran winter holiday celebration only. While not an official condition of employment, stores are encouraged to engage in a practice known internally as randomized gift-giving measures, but which employees are encouraged to refer to as discreet Dominic. Official Waystation Markets Manager Terminals now contain a program allowing all workers in the store without infractions to be shuffled and given their gift recipient in a single unbroken loop. Please note, Waystation Markets Store 369 cannot utilize this program, as only one of three staff members is without infractions and eligible for participation. going to need you out of my chair, Ori. I know. But remember, Ori, from each according to their ability and to each according to their need, I need to sit my ass down and you have the ability to get out of the chair. You're a real asset to the movement, little lady. Price, I'm back. You didn't burn the place down while I was gone, right? Well, I tried, but there's no oxygen outside. So I gave up. <laughs> How have things been? Take a look around, boss. We clearly haven't changed a thing. You haven't? Oh, Price! What? What the hell? You you were supposed to put up the official non-denominational winter holiday decorations. What? When? I left a reminder on my terminal for you. Your terminal? I don't go on your terminal. When I'm gone for several weeks and I leave things for you, you probably should. 
stars without price, what am I going to do with you? Give me a raise? The only thing raising around here is my blood pressure. Fine, I'll go get the boxes. How did recording the new spots go? It wasn't anything like the first time. They really wanted to get the spin going. Uh, I can't blame them. I wasn't exactly happy about having my voice attached to an ad making light of the centennial storm. Hmm, who would have thought a mega corporation would actually be antsy to do some damage control? I wasn't even planet side for half an hour before getting shoved in the booth. But I think it turned out well enough. When can we expect to hear it? Price, it's been airing for three days. No shit? Have you turned on the radio once since I left? Are you kidding me? You leave for a few weeks and you still want me to have to hear you? You are my worst employee. I straight up don't know the other guy's name, so he can't be that great. And yet... And yet, and yet, I know. What's this? It's a gift. You want me to take it to the mailbox for you? It's for you, jackass. Uh, Oh, you didn't have to, boss. Well, if you want to return it, the store is over 300 million kilometers that way. Point taken. It's a beanie with a little slice of pizza on it. Why pizza, boss? It's your favorite flavor of pretzel. Why not get one with pizza pretzels on it? It's just flavoring dust. It would just look like a pretzel. You wouldn't be able to tell. I would be able to tell. Well, if you don't want it, I can just... No, um... no, thanks. Seriously, it's... nice. It'll keep my head warm when the heating sparks out again. I'm glad you like it. I'm going to go clean the dust out of the office. Uh, hold on a minute. There's... Uh, uh... What's this? Just take it. Did you get me a holiday gift? I thought you forgot about the company holiday schedule. I mean, you didn't do the decorations or anything. Well, I don't give a shit about the decorations. They're tacky and they suck. Oh, so you don't think I'm tacky? Damn, will you just fucking take it already? The Encyclopedia of Early Spaceship Design. Oh, Price, how how did you know? I can't reach for a single thing in that damn office without knocking over one of your little models. How'd you get this book? I thought they stopped printing it. I know a guy. Okay, but, like... Hey, hey, less talking, more reading, slacker. I'm trying to work here, in case you haven't noticed. (laughs) All right, all right. Price, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Price? Yes, boss? Was that a cat? It's a very long and funny story that I'll tell you all about after I go into your terminal and make sure nobody else has applied to work here so you can't possibly fire me. (laughs) Jackass. Howdy y'all, Comet Kyle here to wish you a happy holidays. Because here at Comet Kyle's All You Can Consume Country Kitchen, we're celebrating the holidays the only way we know how. By pigging out. 
For just one meal voucher, you gain unlimited access to our Happy Hunger Days Pig Extravaganza pork-based menu. That includes bacon-infused bread-based ham rolls served with real boar butter, triple-decker hog burgers lacquered in our homemade cranberry paste, and a Hog Days classic, the All Hog Yule Log. Now with extra sugar and Southern Hemisphere-style red velvet barbecue sauce. Now that's an oinkin' good time. But all this pressurized pork product won't last forever, so come on down to Comic Kyle's All You Can Consume Country Kitchen before the Hogaday's Pig Extravaganza is over. After all, the Hogaday's only come once a solar cycle. Comic Kyle's. If only the stars tasted this good. Netpedia Entry Aphelion Sometimes called Martian New Year, though mostly by non-Martians, is a two-week festival centered around the Martian Aphelion, the point in which Mars's orbit is furthest from the Sun, as a full orbit of Mars takes approximately 1.9 Earth years and most inhabitants of Mars use a modified version of the Terran standard calendar that has been synchronized with Earth's orbit, Aphelion is observed roughly once every two years, with dates varying dependent on the current synchronized cycle. There is an off-world cliché that says, Martian New Year only comes once every other year. Aphelion started as a periodic maintenance procedure in the early days of Martian settlement to kill off unwanted fungal and biological contaminants, Residents would be required to don pressure suits and camp either outside the city domes or in subterranean maintenance tunnels while the domes were flushed of atmosphere and open to the freezing outdoor environment. Typically, a modern Aphelion festival begins with a procession through local residential areas, with city officials going door to door to check if everyone is out, and performers with large puppets and or costumes of the mythological figures of Phobos and Deimos dancing through the streets to scare people out of the dome. Other traditions include tunnel bazaars, a combination of ad hoc marketplace and semi-historical reenactment, similar to Terran Renaissance festivals, and the sharing and consumption of foods associated with the early Martian settlement period, such as marinated freeze-dried mushrooms and fat-grown meat jerky. All right, that, that, that wasn't so bad after all. <clears throat> this is Boone Actual to the EVA crew. How copy, Ari? Don't you mean Starlit Sky Actual? <laughs> no, I do not. Until a certain someone actually gets the paperwork filed to change her name in the registry, this ship's name is still the Jackie Boone. Right, well, I guess a certain someone had better get on that then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Hearing you 5x5, five five, Boone Actual. Sounds like you fixed our blue line encoder issue. Yep, fingers crossed, but uh, I think I got it. How are things out there? Almost finished. Um, I just need to muscle remote drone 3 here into the airlock. And I'll be done for the day. Remote drone number three. I thought you'd name them all by now. I know. I'm 
still try to find one that suits him. Though, given that he keeps drifting slowly to the right, no matter how many times I recalibrate his gyros, I've been leaning towards Dexter. <laughs> well, I'm sure Molly and Bosco will be happy to hear their new sibling has a name. You want me to come down there and use the manipulator arm, help you get Dexter inside? Uh, no, no, that, that's not necessary, no. No need to trouble yourself. Oh, although, I could probably use some assistance in the maintenance bay once I get inside. Could you meet me there in, say, ten minutes? What kind of assistance? Are you feeling all right, Ari? Is your leg bothering you again? My leg is fine, Jules. Oh, 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 well, okay. It is aching a little. I might have to adjust some pressure settings in the suit again. Okay. We can check that out once you're inside. Ten minutes? Ten minutes. More or less. Okay. See you soon. Love you. Copy that, dispatch. Love you too. And it looks like we're receiving blue line messages again, too. Let's see. Junk, junk, <laughs> Yukon junk. Uh, oh, a message from Alma. Hey, Jules. Hey, Ari. It's Alma. Just sending a message to check in on my favorite spacers. Are you all still on series, or is that ship of yours finally space-worthy again? <laughs> Either way. I hope this message finds you well. You know, things are still pretty much the same here. Red Sky is still Red Sky, and Yukon is definitely still Yukon. <laughs> Not that I'd expect anything different. Mari and Alejandro are doing well. They're both neck deep in commissions, but they send their love. Now, I'm not saying that I'm looking, but if you all decide that you could use a, I don't know, saying, old gossip of a comms operator and her artist spouses on your crew, would you just say the word and we'll be on the first shuttle out. You hear? Anyway, just wanted to let you know we're thinking about you. So message us back soon and have a happy aphelion. Okay, you all take care. Bye-bye. Wait, happy aphelion? Aphelion isn't for... Oh, well. I'll be damned. First day of Aphelion. Our first Aphelion off-planet. Huh. Well, there's always the next one. Okay, okay. And as long as that stays put, we should be good to go. Just don't, don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm... Oh. You're already out of your pressure suit. I am. Yes. And Dexter is... Still in the airlock for the moment. It, it's fine. He's fine in there. I, I think he likes it. So when you said you could use my assistance in the maintenance bay... I was completely lying to you, just a little bit. Yeah, um, but it's because I wanted this to be a surprise. 
What's this? Well, today is the first day of Aphelion, after all. So I thought we should have at least one of the traditional festival treats. Crunchy mushrooms! How in the world did you get crunchy mushrooms all the way out here? I sort of made them. You made these? I did. Sort of. The actual mushrooms were bioprinted by the person who runs the station cafe. They took pity on me when I mentioned I couldn't get the texture right on our ship's mini printer. But, but, the marinade is from a mix I brought with us, and I freeze-dried them the old-fashioned way. Pop them outside in a very cold, very dry place. Uh, Outside? Outside? Like, outside of the ship? I mean, there's no place drier, and very few colder. I mean, they don't even do them like that on Mars anymore. Doesn't get cold or dry enough these days. Mm -hmm. So, how are they? They, uh, need to warm back up a little, but... They're perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, But why go to all the trouble? You... You were never that big on celebrating Martian New Year, as I recall. No, I wasn't, but... I know Ophelion was always a big deal for you. And with this being your first one off planet, I figured you might be missing it. So, if we can't be on Mars for Ophelion, I thought I'd... try and bring a little bit of Mars here to the starlit sky. Aww, to the Jackie Boone. To the name change pending. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, Ari, thank you. I know I'm where I want to be, and I don't need the Tunnel Bazaar or Crunchy Mushrooms or folks dancing in the streets with those big lion-headed Phobos and Deimos puppets to help me look back on the past two years and know that we made the right choice. But this is wonderful. Thank you. Happy Ophelian, Jules. Happy Ophelian, Ari. Incidentally, it's funny you mention Phobos and Deimos because I did do one other thing. Oh, really? What? Dexter, Bosco, run choreography AH1. You made the drones, little Phobos and Deimos puppets? Yep, I did, I did. How are they so cute? I don't know. It, it just sort of happened. Oh, Ari, come here, you. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, uh, no, not the... Oh. Don't, no, don't De- do that. Dexter, oh, Dexter, oh, not that way. Uh, oh. No, no. Oh, God. Greetings, I'm Colonel Yum Yum, and there's three things I enjoy around the holidays. Roaring fire, a glass of ultra-chilled extra-strength eggnog, and a bowl of my delicious, self-heating gingerbread personages. Ah, marvellous. That's because Colonel Yum Yum's self-heating gingerbread personages are made with real yeast-based flour substitute, 
and are chemically treated for maximum sweetness and crunch. Try some of my amazing flavours. Barbiturate for when you want to take the holiday edge off. Stimulant for when your holiday party needs that extra kick. Extra strength opioid to really set the Christmas mood. And cinnamon. Not to mention the fact that children can have fun identifying the various likenesses from the histories of the British Isles that I use as the basis for my personages. Ah, there's Oliver Cromwell. Lord Protector, you are delicious. So, procure yourself a package of Colonel Yum Yum's self-heating gingerbread personages and give the holidays a little extra yum. Colonel Yum Yum's Distinguished Edible Materials. Snack with style. Netpedia Entry Secular Christmas Traditions of Terra and the Inner Belt While Christmas as a holiday has its roots in religious celebration, it has been adopted in many locations as a secular holiday honoring family and gift-giving. On Terra, this holiday is celebrated through a range of traditional practices utilizing a specific set of symbolic ritual items. One of the most important and widely used elements of Christmas celebration is the Christmas tree. Historically, this was an organic tree grown via biological methods. Several coniferous, evergreen species were, in fact, farmed specifically for this purpose. Modern Christmas trees, though generally of fabbed plastic, retain the traditional pyramidal shape with cylindrical trunk. In the days leading up to the holiday, gifts are placed under or around the tree, which are then opened on December 25th, known as Christmas Day. Gifts are wrapped, concealing their contents until they are opened. Wrappings tend to be in colors associated with Christmas, red, green, silver, gold, and white, with Christmas-associated imagery or designs printed on the boxes or paper. Food also plays an important part in secular Christmas tradition, with large, communally taken meals serving as a central feature of many holiday celebrations. Dishes included vary by culture and locale, but generally include a baked meat or meat substitute, one of any number of potato-based dishes, and a nem precursor called cranberry sauce. Seen as a time to bring together family and friends, some cultures use Christmas as a time of reconciliation. It is also common for individuals who celebrate the holiday to return to their ancestral home on the days leading up to December 25th, in order to spend Christmas Day there. Overall, the common thread between all secular Christmas celebrations on Terra and in the Inner Belt is in honoring and celebrating an individual's connection to others and honoring that connection by the exchange of gifts and the sharing of a meal. Hey there, James. It's Carla, your big sis here. I just sending you a little pre-recorded message for Christmas, though I got no idea when the damn thing will actually get to you. It's been a while, ain't it? I got some good news. I've found me some steady work. Enough credits coming in to get a room in a little boarding place on a Terran island near California. It ain't much, but it's got a view of the ocean. And something else, I met a fella. He's polite as pie, and I... I know he'll be good to me. I think he's going to ask me to marry him if he works up the courage. 
But right now, I, I got a bit of bad luck. Engine troubles trapped me on Alaska, in this place called Port Kringle. They built it too close to the poles for it to get too much traffic, so they dolled it up with this Christmas theme, you know, trying to attract an audience. It's god-awful, as you can imagine. I don't think it attracted much business, either. The only starships I've seen are those humming over, flying on their way to somewhere else, and I... Star! Hey, Star, it's me, Milky. There you are. You enjoying the scenery? If I never hear Carol of the fucking bells again, I'll die a happy man. Come on to the generator room, Star. I made our friend comfortable. You were recording uh, something? Message from my brother. He's out there on the list with his family. I ain't seen him for years, but you know, it's the holiday season. You got somebody, you send him a message. Yeah, if you got somebody. Hey there, low, no orbit. You all right there? Look who I brought. <laughs> ah, the illustrious star freighter. Welcome to my present abode. Please sit and relax. The weather outside is frightful and all that, but the generators make a nice warmth. Until the workers of this wretched place catch on and summon the police to eject us, it's all ours. <coughs> Apologies. You find me the recent victor of a tremendous bout with a bad case of spacer's flu. Hey there, Lo. This place don't seem so bad. Certainly ain't many customers around, but, you know, still I don't envy you getting sick this close to Christmas. That sucks. Hanukkah for me, actually. It's the eighth night, and I spent all the previous seven in various states of vomiting. Truly, the cosmic dreidel has spun for me, and it has landed on the worst possible outcome. Shin, shin, shin. Well, you are welcome to share my Hanukkah feast. I have protein bars and cheese substitute cubes aplenty. You just rest there, Lo. Give me a sec. Ain't right, you know. Poor guy saved my life a dozen times, and he was sick all Hanukkah long. Now he's just starting to feel better. He's got to eat the same sort of garbage that we scavenger buy the rest of the year. It ain't right. Hmm... There's a rumor going around about life not being fair. Yeah, but it's so close to Christmas. And you know these folks got food or at least the money to buy some. I'm betting that if you and me make like old St. Nick could do a little stealthy chimney work, we can make off with some presents and get low orbit the Hanukkah feast he deserves. Or we get busted and they ring up the cops and we get to spend Christmas in jail. Eh, won't be the first time. Well, I guess you got me there. And it ain't like I got much else to do. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a Christmas miracle. That's the spirit. Here's the plan. Where we're gonna go is... They had a kitchen complex, but you needed a special sort of keycard to get in, and the owner kept it on his person, so that was out. Instead, he decided to do a little crawling through the vents, check out the employee lounge place like this, the workers probably brought their own meals. Otherwise, they'd just be licking on candy canes when they got hungry. 
So he made it, snuck down, made his steal, and got back into the vents. Just as the door opened and two of the workers entered, their Christmas cheer about to get sucked into a black hole. It's my break, Miss McDougal. Even Santa Claus needs a break, and I'm just the poor sap you hired to plant. Right now, I want to enjoy some milk and cookies. Make that a bottle of Milky Way Dairy Liquor and a Caramel Crunchy. I do not want to go searching for your imaginary no-goes hiding in the spaceport. Come on, Bill John. You're my number one Santa Claus. You're physically imposing. You want me to ask Svetlana to go do it? Or Krasner? Goddamn, that kid would just sing show tunes to them. What makes you think these no-goes exist at all? The reindeer dogs are agitated. The reindeer dogs are a couple of stray husky half-breeds with costume antlers that are known to bite the hands of children trying to pet them. They'll bark at just about anything. All this stupid security code of the fridge. Can't never get it right. What's the problem anyway? A few no-go sleeping near the generators to stay warm? Not exactly enough to put them on the naughty list. I'm trying to run a respectable spaceport and Christmas-themed family entertainment destination. We can't have a bunch of homeless types running around causing trouble. Well, take a look outside, Miss McDougal. You're not exactly hauling in customers anyway. Maybe having a few no-goes here would be a nice change of pace. Ah, here we are. Now let's see if I can... Wait a minute. What's wrong? My Milky Way and my Caramel Crunchy, they're not here. Maybe you misplaced it? I checked my list twice, motherfucker. I do not forget where I leave my treats. Oh, would you look at that, those grooves on the lock. Telltale sign of a digital lock picker. How would you know? Santa's got a past. I didn't always bust into places via the chimney, you know. No-goes use digital lock picks all the time. Helps them break into cargo holds in the lock. So it looks like you were right, Miss McDougal. We got no-goes. Now, what do you want to do about it? That was bad. Wasn't really a limit on what them folks could do to us. One option was calling the cops, of course, so that we could spend Christmas in the aforementioned jail cell. But they could roast us on an open fire if they had a mind to, and no one would care. Not this far north. Not in this cold. Then it was my turn. I had some cash saved up, loaded into a charge card from the ice harvesting. I was thinking of saving it for a rainy day, but... Oh, hell, who am I kidding? Financial security is like believing in Santa Claus. I might as well spend it. Except that there wasn't any food for sale beyond some shots of gingerbread slurry in the gift shop, and I tried to buy anything there, I'd be pinched for sure. I needed a ride. There were some skimmers in the parking lot that would work, but I'd need the keys to open one up. Two employees were outside by the pen where the dogs waited. Between them, I bet they had a key. Time to put my pickpocket skills to use. So, I'm thinking that I got a good chance of landing the lead. The audition? I nailed it. I know it's not much, it's just a community theater production of A Christmas Carol, but it will look really nice on my resume for when I move out to Luna after I graduate. You really care about acting thing, yes, young Krasner? Oh, god yes. That's why I like playing Krampus so much here at the Spaceport Kringle. It's the perfect chance for me to practice a very over-the-top character and to work on my improv skills. Not much of an audience, though. 
Only these mutts with fake antlers get to watch. Well, you know what they say. There are no small parts, only small actors. Well, eyes up, young Krasner. Looks like we have customer right now. Oh shit. Let me put my mask on. <clears throat> Greetings. It is I, the Krampus, Yuletide Demon, Terror of Sinners. Naughty children shall find themselves at the mercy of Klaus and Whips. <laughs> um, hi. Would you care to pose for a picture, wretched sinner? If you like, you can have it turned into a holographic snow globe at the gift shop for only $9.99. And less if you have a membership. Uh, no thanks. And, uh, who's your friend? Snegorochka, the snow maiden. Beautiful daughter of Dead Moros, Grandfather Frost. Big hit with the Russian audiences? Oh, sure. Oligarchs from the Slavic Union used to come by, make me pose with them. Not so many now, since they opened Winterworld in Vladivostok. You want to pose for a picture? Only $9.99. Oh, well, I'm actually just looking for directions. Is there a convenience store nearby? There are no convenience stores. Not in this frozen hell. You could try Moose Mart down the road a ways. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'll head over... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, no problem. Oh, I've got one more question. What's with the dogs? Oh, the reindeer dogs. You know how expensive real reindeer are? I think they got one in Winterworld. Cloned, maybe. We have to make do with these. Mass extinction and ecological collapse? Now that's true evil. <laughs> Yeah, you got that right. Well, thanks, guys. I'll see you. Didn't even want to buy picture. Don't worry. <coughs> Sorry. Don't, don't worry. I bet the next one will. Goddamn, my heart was pumping. I had the key, and they didn't suspect a thing. But then Santa Claus and some lady in a parka, maybe the owner, was coming over. Had they caught wise? I had to get out of there before it got even colder. Santa Claus, my nemesis, you seek once again to do battle for the soul of Christmas past, present- Not now, kid. That woman you were talking to who was just here. What about her? Miss McDougal, are you alright? She's a no-go. A thief. There's a bunch of them here, hiding somewhere in the spaceport. They already raided the fridge in the staff room, stole my snack and some of the party grub we had in deep freeze. This woman seems nice enough. Hold on. Yes. She picked my pockets, stole keys to my schemer. God damn it. We should call the police. We're so far out. Winter storm brewing, it might take them a long time to get here. You are so scared? They are no-goes. Harmless. They stole from us. They're starving, and it's so close to Christmas. Besides, they didn't take everything in fridge, and they didn't hit the safe in your office, MacDougall. And I do not think that woman will sail away with Skimmer. She asks for directions to a store. She's going to buy something. 
Then I think we will find my vehicle somewhere on the road, with the keys waiting on dashboard. You seem awfully certain. You grow up with nothing, you must be a good judge of character. These people, they have nothing. So what should we do? Well, I've had about enough. McDougal, can you leash up Rudolph there? The one with the red fur? What are you planning, Bill John? It's a big spaceport. We've got to find him. And then what? I'll finally get to do what jolly old Saint Nick is supposed to do. Come on, boy, let's go. Here we are, Lo. Take a look at this spread. Got a seal sausage, a three-pack of banana chips that Star picked up from the convenience store, with spray-on nacho cheese, and for dessert, a caramel crunchy, split three ways. Oh, and a jelly donut with a red-hot cherry center. That's a Hanukkah thing, ain't it? And some Milky Way dairy liquor to wash it down. None of that for me, please. You're sure? Quite sure. But this is... Star, Milky Way, this is one of the grandest feasts I've had in many years. It would be an honor to share it with my good friends. Oh, shit. Open up in there. Come on, we know you're inside. I know when you're sleeping and when you're awake, for Christ's sake. Oh, shit. Santa's at the fucking door. Perhaps we might barricade the door and slip out a window? You're still resting. Besides, they, they got a key. So, there you are. Three of you. Hey, easy there, Rudolph. And look at this. Some stuff from our fridge and what you could buy from Moose Mart with spare change. Thanks for leaving my schemer out front, by the way. <laughs> No problem. You've just been living here? For how long? This will be my eighth night. The eighth night of Hanukkah as well. Spending it in a Christmas-themed spaceport harbored a unique irony. But the twinkling decorations and starships above provided a singular take on the Festival of Lights. Still, I was terribly ill. I didn't have much choice in the matter. No goes often, no. Well, you do now. What do you mean? Look, it's close to the holidays. You shouldn't have to spend it hiding in our generator room. So we pulled our money, and McDougall went to an old-fashioned North American place and bought a feast. What? I even got to try some of the Scrooge lines. Go buy the biggest turkey in the shop. Though <laughs> we had to settle for bovine burgers and fries. Bovine burgers? I love bovine burgers. Well, we got too much. So please, come and join us. You can eat your feel. This, uh, ain't a trick, right? No trick. It's nearly Christmas. Peace in the stars. Goodwill to man. Now, come on. Your food's getting cold. So... I ended up having a good Christmas meal anyway, with some new friends. It was nice. James, I... I gotta tell you the truth. There's no fella who's sweet on me, and... I'm not staying at a boarding house, and... 
there ain't no ocean view. And Jamie, I, I could use a few bucks if you could spare them. Maybe I'll come see you next time I'm in Callisto. If you'd like that. That's about everything. You take care now, and happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays, sis. The noble elephant, the proud polar bear, the playful gibbon. Once they were nature's. Now, this Valentine's Day, they can be yours. The Endangered Species Bone Jewelry Collection from Expensiva. We use ethically poached semi-wild animals purchased from third-party biological dealers Flint's excess flesh to reveal the precious bone within, and craft one-of-a-kind pieces that are as unique as your love. Why not show that special someone that you'll stop at nothing to get what you want by giving them a necklace made from the spine of a giant anteater? Or give a gift that shows your love is as timeless as the desert sands with a watch strap made from the vertebrae of a fennec fox. Surround your family in playful joy with a silver-embossed frame engraved by real river otter teeth. The Endangered Species Bone Jewelry Collection. Once they were wild, now they're yours. Expensiva, the best that money can buy. everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for stopping by again. I'm Satellite Sally. And I'm Asteroid Andy. And, and this, this is, is the Shuttle, Shuttle of Knowledge. Where we travel around the stars. And find fun new things to learn about. And today, we have a guest with us. Please welcome Professor Roslyn. She's come here from the planet Venus to talk to us about a very special holiday. We're so happy to have you on our show. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us why you're here? Yes, please. Hello, all. My name is Professor Virginia Rosalyn, and I'm here to talk about the Tidings of Venus. It's a very important holiday on the planet I come from. Yes, it was inspired by the Terran holiday Valentine's Day, right? Yes, exactly. You could say that Valentine's Day was the original holiday before it became what it is now. 
Some parts of Valentine's Day still exist within tidings. Oh, that's so much fun! What kind of things? Hearts are still a common decoration choice, but most of them have been replaced by ribbons or special knots or braids to emulate Philia's bows. Parties are still thrown all over Venus. There are even places specific for getting together and celebrating in large groups. There's also the baking and exchanging of sweets. Some places on Venus specialize in crafting the right kind of cake or brownies for the holiday, each one designed for the person receiving it. Ooh, I know I would love to receive a cupcake from someone. You can't even eat. And they say I'm the silly one. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Andy is correct. The thoughts and feelings that go into each gift make them special. To represent the bonds that the people have. To show that they want to keep those bonds and make them even stronger. Sentimental gifts are often cherished over expensive ones. <laughs> I'll always remember being given a patched-up version of a teddy bear that I thought I had left behind on Ma Mons. My mother went back for it. It was one of the most special gifts, and everyone exchanges gifts like these. Ooh, what about the ribbons? People exchange those too, right? Does everyone get one? I think everyone should. Philia's bows are a tradition for tidings and the main way that it is celebrated. It's how it's got its name. People tie colored ribbons around each other's wrists to represent their bonds with that person. Even if you don't exchange other gifts, everyone gives each other a bow, the color meant to be perfect for its owner. Oh, I'd love to have a pink bow. Even kids get one? Of course. You see, the Tidings of Venus is about love in all of its forms. It's not just for couples. Friends and family celebrate it together, too. If there is someone you're close with, that's the person you give a bow to. Love is meant to be shared with everyone, and no one is excluded from tidings. We know that friendship and family is important. We learn here that everyone deserves a chance to participate. Be good to everyone. Kindness, Kindness and, and friendship, friendship are, are magical. <laughs> yes, indeed. No one deserves to be excluded from tidings. No one should be alone. Which reminds me... <laughs> Your own Philia's bows to show my thanks and appreciation for you having me on your show. Wow, this is wonderful. And it's even in my favorite color, gray. And it's pink, just as I always wanted. Next year, I'll be sure to get you one too, Sally. You're my best friend after all. And you're mine. Thank you, Professor Rosslyn. It's too bad we don't have one for you. That's quite all right. Most people outside of Venus don't celebrate the holiday, or they have their own version. Those who leave the planet behind often take it with them and share it with others, and from that the tradition has grown in its own way. There's no wrong way to celebrate the connections we form with other people. When is it celebrated anyways? It's coming up, right? Oh, Venus has its own calendar, isn't that correct? Yes, Venus's days are longer than those of other planets and stations. On Venus, we celebrate it during the second month, usually in the middle week on the middle day. But those who don't live on Venus or want to celebrate it with others who don't live there celebrate it on whatever month is second wherever they are. Sometimes they celebrate it twice so that they can reconnect with those from home. 
Are you going to go back home to celebrate tidings, Professor Roslin? Absolutely. My wife and daughter are there, and I always make time to celebrate it on planet. Aw, that sounds really special. Oh, sounds like that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for sharing this very special holiday with us. Of course. It is my honor to share the wonderful holiday of my home planet and help spread the joy that it brings. Should I tell you how we greet and say goodbye to each other on the holiday? Yes, please. I would love to hear it. May our bonds only grow in strength. May our bonds only grow in strength. Thank you all out there, too, for joining us today. May you have your own friends and families to share the holidays with. Don't forget to check us out next time. As we travel the universe meeting new people. And learning about new things. Safe travels to all who journey through knowledge with us. The artificial day-night cycles are growing shorter. Automated temperatures are growing colder. It can only mean one thing. Halloween is near. And that means it's time to perfect the ultimate haunted hab unit or crew quarters. But what if you work hard on the perfect holographic ghost display and still get this result? Boring? Where are the scares? Don't worry. Give those trick-or-treaters a quick shot from a syringe of Dr. Terrastein's one-shot injectable fear solution and watch the horror increase at a chemically consistent rate. Dr. Terrastein's one-shot injectable fear solution uses a high-powered cocktail of glutamate cortisone and pure adrenaline to create the perfect feeling of fear. Just poke, stick, and plunge to send a chill down any spine. And why use it only on visitors to your crypt? A quick hit of Dr. Terrorstein's one-shot injectable fear solution makes the perfect complement to any horror movie or the perfect office prank. <coughs> Dr. Terrorstein's one-shot injectable fear solution. One shot. Infinite terror. Please use responsibly. Netpedia article, Singing the Sorrow Song. While widely practiced amongst peregrination ships, singing the sorrow song is a highly variable celebration, with traditions and observance dates ranging vastly from ship to ship. The song itself describes the origin of the peregrination, detailing the Neptune mining disaster and the rescue fleet's subsequent denial of entry by Terran and Belter governments. As stated, the performance and celebration of this ritual varies from ship to ship, but there are common elements between all of them. First is the song itself. While minor variations in words and melody do exist, by and large, 
the song has been preserved intact across the fleet. Second, the character of Rook, River Rook, Remy Rook, Old Rook, Rook the Crook, or just Rook, is a mythological trickster figure. They command or represent the interest of the knockers, who are said to inhabit the unused parts of peregrination ships. For more information on knockers, see the associated Netpedia article. Depictions of Rook are not uniform, with some ships representing them with a puppet, a marionette, or even a costumed performer, but the character is always present. Similarly, there is always some element of reenactment of the early peregrination's journey and rejection. This may be done as a parade through the ship, a pageant, or performance, or simply a call and response, but regardless as to the form it takes, it will always be present in the celebration. Singing the sorrow song does not occur on a fixed calendar. Rather, it is done one, two, two times per quint during the longest stretches of time between meeting other ships or going into port. Few outsiders have been able to observe the celebration. Less common features include face and body painting, periods of shipwide silence to listen for the knockers, five to ten days of fasting, wherein participants partake of a single meal per day as a remembrance of the lean times, regular performances, theater, plays, dances, songs, recitations, and periods of rankless time where the command structure of a ship may be relaxed or even temporarily invalid. For more information about peregrination cultural celebrations, see Celebrating Sorrow to Inspire Joy. Cultural Traditions of the Peregrine Nation as a Historical Narrative by E. Zanchez, Tycho University Press. Thank you so much for agreeing to help me, Kai. Hey, you've had, what, three years of Christmases and Zodiac New Year and founding days with Dad and the twins without me? So, of course, I'm going to jump at the chance to play catch-up and learn about all the new stuff he brought home. Yeah, but I know it's weird. You didn't sign up for all this peregrination stuff just because I married your dad. Well, I'm signing up now. You're family, and you married dad, so that makes him family, right? And he's my dad, so transitive property. I'm family, too. Wait, that is how it works, right? It can be. So, what can I help with with the, uh, uh, sorrow song? You got it. I need your help making a new rook. I did my best with the last one, but I'm a chef. Building things is a little out of my wheelhouse. And so the one I made sort of reverted back to its component parts midway through the song last year. Okay. A, uh, Rook, what's that? It's a puppet. Or it could be a costume. Other ships do that, and maybe that's more your style. Your dad's got pictures of the costumes you made all over the apartment. Some of those are unreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fun to see what you can, you know, get out of a fabric if you program it right. What's this Rook look like? Is there a design or something we should follow? Here, I've got a picture of the puppet we had on the reach. Let me just... There. Oh, oh, that's cool. 
I love the whole found object aesthetic. It's one of the oldest rooks in the family. At least, the outside bits are. Someone reworked the mechanism to be Waldo-driven a while back. Obviously, we don't need to do anything so complex. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I think I need some more time for something like that. Or access to better gear. You would not believe the fabrics they have back at Tycho. I am not going to miss Luna, but ugh. I will be dreaming about the university fabbers for a long, long time. The local ones are so basic. Hey, would a mask work? Uh, that shouldn't be too hard. That'd be great. Can I load this image onto my terminal? I can project some of the surfaces as a starting point. Sure. There are a couple more angles, too. If I open your camera roll, I'm not going to see any... Actually, let um, me send those over for you real quick. Uh, your dad and I were long distance for a long time before I moved here. No, 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 please. It is deathly important that we stop talking about this, change the subject, never speak of it again. Fair. So, the, um, the rock. Yes. What is it, like, what is it for? Uh... Rook takes the kids on a pass through the ship, um, reciting the sorrow song and telling the story of the family's trouble in the early days. They knock on various compartments and the people inside sing back at certain parts. Oh, oh, it's whistling. It's what? Oh, whistling. It's a thing they do back on Terra, where people go from house to house singing. Tycho's twinned with Cardiff, so the one I know is the Mary Lou. It's just like... Oh, it's this, like, big, rad horse skull thing, right? And it shows up on, like, Christmas, and it demands people let her in to drink their booze and eat their snacks. Oh, fun. Yeah, remind me when we're done to show you the Mary Lou we built last year. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we can't do the compartment-to-compartment thing here, since it's just us celebrating. So I play the rook, and your dad does the other parts. There aren't more peregrination expats? Oh, is is expat the word? <clears throat> That's the thing. There isn't a word for it, really. I'm still family, but I'm living among the Ulka, the non-family. We don't really do that. Until very recently, when someone left, they left. Go out to the Ulko and assimilate. You pass as normal or face the consequences. Consequences? Harassment. Attacks. Even. When you have a reputation for stealing children to eat, people can be a bit touchy. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. So, there could be other family members here on Ganymede, and I might not even know. I should ask around, though. At least send a message back to the Reach and see if anyone knows someone who settled here. Maybe we could put something together in the future. Sure. And, um, in the meantime, you've got Dad and the twins? And me? Yeah. Hey, uh, how does this look? Tell me if I'm messing anything up. That looks fantastic. 
uh, and feel free to get creative. The rook can look like anything. They are a shapeshifter. Oh, yeah? Yeah, lots of different faces. Lots of names. Old Rook, Remy Rook, Rook the Crook. Rook's who you blame if little things go wrong, or big things go right. And they're the voice of the knockers. That's why they lead the song. Knockers? You don't have knockers? Uh, not that I know of? You might not notice them. They live in all the unused parts of ships, so they must be in stations, too. When things are quiet, you can hear them knocking on the hull or bulkheads. Oh. Oh, that's creepy as hell. I love it. That's the story, anyway. So they're like a a gremlin or something? They're ghosts. The homeless dead. How do ghosts end up in space? Well, people die in space. Also, a ghost is just a human soul with no body. No body means no mass. Gravity won't stop you. You could die on Terra and just float on up into the void. Doesn't have to happen very often. In the last, mm, hundred thousand years, there have been a lot of people. If even just one in a hundred wanders up here into the black, space would be full of them. Just floating out there. Well... If a soul isn't put to rest, sure. That's why people invented funerals. To ground the soul to those who knew it. A soul wanders too long. Forgets it was ever human. Just floats in the black. Yearning. And not even remembering what for. And then a ship comes along. A little bubble of warmth. But not too warm. Light. But not too bright. Air. Water. Life. The ghost can't help but follow. Drawn in. Slips into the ship and stows away. You don't hear them when you're busy, when the engine is firing, or when you're in port. But when it's quiet, when you're bedding down to sleep and you've got your head pressed against the hull and you know there's nothing but vacuum for a million miles or more. And then, you hear them knocking. Shit. Have you... Have you actually heard them? Yeah. A couple times. It's terrifying. And sort of comforting. I can't imagine how that could be a comfort. That's what the Sorrow Song is about. See, the rescue fleet. The original family. Before they were the family. A flight of of homeless, hearthless, hopeless pilgrims. A fleet of the forgotten. They went all over looking for help. Mars, Ceres, and Jupiter. And they were turned away for one reason or another. And so they headed out into the black where there was nothing. They were just barely scraping by out there, half starved, nearly dead. When the knockers found them, knock, knock, knock on the airlock doors. And the family, who weren't the family yet, asked the knockers what they wanted. And Rook said, We are lost in the blackness. Our story is grim. We have no graves to go to. We've no light within. We beg for safe harbor. Please give us a place where we can be happy. Please spare us from space. And so they let them in. To stay. Why? 
Because when you've needed help and been denied so often, you can't bear to do that to anyone else. Hey, um, how does this look? Oh, that's fantastic. Cool. Uh, then I'm gonna send this to the Faber. Awesome. Great. Hey, Rian? Hmm? Um, teach me the song? Yeah? Yeah. Of course. Before. Before there were patches and pins. Before there were things and all things. Before the Higa. Before the Veils. Before you found the heartbeats of your ships. Before you had traditions and words. Before you had names. There was a sorrow time. You wandered, unceasing, unending. You wandered, but you were not lost. It was painfully achingly obvious where you were. You were in the black. From port to port, station to station, moon to moon, you traveled. A flight of homeless, hearthless, hopeless pilgrims. A fleet of the forgotten. Hearth, kinfolk, and family, come join me in rhyme. Our words and our voices together in time We'll sing of our history, our joining our bond For we face death together and are faces Thank you for listening to this episode of Breathe in Space. This episode... ATTN colon Mandatory Holiday Briefing was written and directed by Lisa Guente, James Big, Charlie Neal, Michael Panush, and Scott Paladin. And edited by Cale Brown, Aaron Olson, and Scott Paladin. The Look and Listen Lad narrator was voiced by M. German. The Netpedia narrator was voiced by Cale Brown. Manager was voiced by Aaron Suri Steerden. Price was voiced by Jerry Harris. July Lemire was voiced by Meredith McKee. Ariel Ari Addison was voiced by Vic Collins. The Colonel Yum Yum narrator was voiced by Interiority. Starfreighter was voiced by Olivia Cottle. Low Orbit was voiced by Thomas Fleming. Bill John was voiced by Scott Paladin. Miss McDougall was voiced by Mel Nichols. Krasner was voiced by Quill Turner. Svetlana was voiced by Emma Johanna Purinen. The Expense of a Bone Jewelry narrator was voiced by Emily Booza. Satellite Sally was voiced by Christina McLean. Asteroid Andy was voiced by Jerry Harris. Professor Roslin was played by Alice Kira. Dr. Terrorstein narrator was voiced by Richard Kreutz Landry. Rian was voiced by Chris Allison. Kai was voiced by Paige Koch. With additional voice work by Kasha Mika, Chris Allison, and Scott Paladin. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. 
You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space is a Law of Names production. We here behind the scenes at Breathing Space would just like to extend the warmest thanks to everyone who worked with us to bring this season to completion. Writers, editors, actors, transcriptionists, artists, and more did amazing work to make this show happen. We feel so privileged and grateful to create with you all. And you, the listener, thank you for sticking with us. We're already hard at work on season three. Just you wait. It's going to be a good one.